Welcome to Red Zone DFS Week 2, Vinny, Jimmy, let's go. We're back. Pod number two, we got some good winnings last week. We had some tough oh. plays, we had some fuss, <laughs> we had some injuries. It was a, a, man, it was a good week. I love that the NFL's back. We're back, rolling every week, putting out more content, pushing out more articles on the website, dfsredzone.com. And the pod is we're going to get our actual insight deeper than the articles. Um, so, Vinny, Jimmy, how you guys feeling about this week? Jim, go ahead. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, you know, there, there are some things that happened last week that were kind of out of our control. We don't want to dwell on that too much, but we'll just move forward. Um, but I think the slate's pretty good this week. Um, you know, I think I think the process that I had last week was really good. Um, there was just a few spots that I missed and some weird stuff that happened. Um, so, you know, made a teeny small profit, enough to buy a six-pack. Um, but, you know. Ooh. Eh, I, I, light. I, yeah, you know, I, I, I like for one that, you know, there are some – I thought there was going to be some pretty good, pretty big price jumps uh, on some of these guys on DraftKings this week. And the fact of the matter is that they just didn't move a whole lot. Um, nope. So there was, there were some guys last week that, you know, we thought we're going to get a lot of the volume that was confirmed. Didn't necessarily translate into points, but if that continues and, and there's no reason to say, to think that it won't, um, I think we'll be in pretty good shape this week. Vinny, what do you think? Yeah, same here. I, I took a loss on DraftKings, but a uh, pretty good size profit on FanDuel, which was nice. So, you know, kind of balanced myself out there. Yeah, I mean, week two, like, right, we, everyone always talks like we have just a little bit more data. We have a little bit of a playbook on what some of these coaches are going to try to do. Um, some of the rookies we've seen for the first time in action. So we have a better pulse on them. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm fired up for this week. Week one's always just a, a crap shoot. You know what I mean? Anyone who says they have a, a you know, the, the perfect answers week one is just lying. You know, nobody yeah. knows what teams are going to do. Plus we had some just weird stuff like playoff teams last year got absolutely smoked, you know, here and there. And it is what it is week one, you know, last year, the saints lost to the Jaguars week one. So, you know, I, I remember not, you know, half the team's getting knocked out of the survivor pool. So weird shit happens. So I'm fired up. Let's get to it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Let's uh, go on to this. We're going to talk about some of our favorite games. Each of us is going to pick our favorite game we're targeting this week. Give us a, you know, don't name players, but kind of give us our reason why, you know, why it's going to be a shootout in your opinion. Uh, maybe it's game flow, maybe something else. So Vinny, I'm going to let you lead off here. What's your favorite game we're targeting this week? All right, I'll take the one off the board that we were uh, texting about earlier with the Chargers and the Cowboys. I'm a little bit weird, weirded out that like this is going to get very chalky very quick this week, but how can it not, right? You have two really good offenses, very like set like siloed stacks and like easy stacks to go to. Like the target shares are very concentrated. Um and I just saw today Dallas is now going to be without their two best pass rushers on Sunday. So Good. Hard to ignore that game. <laughs> good, good, um, good, good. So that's where I'm leaning for as my favorite. All right. Um, I'm going to go next. I'm going to let Jimmy finish off because he said he has an obscure one that apparently we're not going to name. <laughs> so I'm going to go with – I got two of my favorites here, but I'm going to pick the Minnesota-Arizona game just for both sides there. I mean, Minnesota, they're, they're going to be able to put up points when they, when they need to. I don't think the Cardinals' defense is absolutely special by any means. I think the Titans absolutely flopped 
we're not ready for that game. I think there's some weird shit going on in that locker room with Vrabel. Um, so I'm gonna I'm not saying the Cardinals defense is like not good, but I'm not gonna chalk it up and not play against them at all this year because of last week. You, oh, you know, think Minnesota, not, not another five sacks from Chandler Jones? No, I mean <laughs> they're they're gonna come up with something, right? So Minnesota, Dalvin Cook, I mean, they're gonna put up their numbers in Arizona, Kyler Murray, the human joystick. Yeah, you can't ignore well, it. You said, they name, might be the, you said don't name any players, dude. Oh, whoops. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Breaking my own rules. All right, Jim, what's your obscure game? Um, so I've got two. One, I think one might just be like whoa, two, whoa. rules are one. Two weird. <laughs> um, but one I'm gonna stack. go. With, Everyone knows the rules. I'm gonna go with uh, New Orleans and Carolina. Um, mm. Not that weird. I like it. You know, this is this is one that you know it's it's got a 44 and a half, 45 total, depending on where you look. So it's on the lower ends of the totals this week. Um, but I really like the players on both sides of the ball. Um, New Orleans secondary losing Lattimore. They're, I mean, you know, they got a good pass rush last week against the the, the Packers, who honestly just look shell shocked. Right? They just. Uh, I, I don't know what happened there, but I don't think that New Orleans defense is going to come out and put up another, you know, only give up another three points this week. Um, conversely, on that side of the ball, um, you know, I think New Orleans offense, um, Sean, Sean Payton, I, I think everyone likes to talk about Andy Reid a lot as like this big like offensive guru. And no matter who you give him, like he'll produce with them wherever he goes. But I mean, I think Sean Payton's, on that same level, right? Yeah, they've completely changed their offense, and it was very noticeable in week one, and it was yeah. dominant. And the Packers had no clue, no game plan against it, nothing. 100%. Yeah. And so, and it's not like this is James's first year there, right? He was in the building all year last year. Sean Payton, you know, has, is very smart. He's gotten to know him. He knows his strengths. He knows his weaknesses, right? So, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of players in that game that you can look to, and a lot of them that, you know, there's obviously the one that everyone knows that's very expensive, but there's a lot of players that can put up some sizable points, especially in the wide receivers that are not going to be very expensive. And then also, you know, just, just looking at early ownership, just, just not going to be super, super high owned, right? So that's kind it. of a little bit of a weird game that – I'm going to be taking a closer look at it as we get closer to the weekend here. Um, but there's definitely some got things on both sides of the ball that, that I like in that game. I love it. All right, boys, let's yeah. get into our individual players. Um, we're going to kind of, what is it, round robin? We're going to go two high tier each, two mid tier each, two low tier at each position, discuss a little bit why. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to start off with Jimmy here at quarterback. Name uh, two of your high tier guys that you're looking at. So for quarterback, um, the two of the high tier guys that I have, um, I'm going to go right back to you, the game that you kind of talked about, um, Russell Wilson. Um, I'm going to try and trust that Seattle is going to continue to use Russell Wilson with this new offense that they have with the offensive coordinator that came uh, uh, from the Rams, right? They opened it up a little bit last week. Uh I think that 7,500 is, you know, is going to push a lot of people off of him. And I think a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, you know, Tennessee is going to get it back together. But the fact of the matter is, is one of the reasons why I wanted to play Tannehill and some of the other passing options last week is Tennessee's secondary is terrible. 
and they're getting. I know that they want to run the ball with Derrick Henry, but dude, they're they're just gonna have to throw a lot um, because mm-hmm. they're gonna give up a lot of points. Right? Their their whole defense is bad. It's, it's not, not just their secondary. It's not good, man. They 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 have. I feel like there's this weird stigma out there that because Rabel's this like defensive guy that people think that they have a good defense, but I'm going to, I'm going to go right back to Russell Wilson. Um, and then another guy that I talked about earlier that Vinny was like, Oh, we're going there. Huh? Uh, is Josh Allen burned a lot of people last week. I didn't play any of him last week. Um, playing Miami, you know, on the road, but I mean, Miami's got a good defense, but again, I, the, it's so slanted toward the offense these days, the the rules and it just kind of the game flow of everything. The Bills are just a legit offense, and especially this is a situation where if you just wanted to play Josh Allen by himself um, or pair him up with Stefan Diggs and then just kind of move on, I'm totally fine with that. So yes, yeah. and Russ let's, and let's Josh not ignore. Yeah, let's not ignore that the Steelers' defense is scary good. Their Pretty defensive good, yeah. line is the best Pretty defensive good. line in the NFL. I know everyone's talking about the Potatoes D-line, but the Steelers D-line with Cameron Hayward alone and TJ yeah. Watt, it is – they are all pros, and they are forced to be reckoned with. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Josh Allen's going to have a get-right game for sure. Well, uh, so they, they got a lot oh, of go speed. The, the, the Steelers defense has a lot of speed too, right? So – I mean, it, it, it really negated some of Josh Allen's running ability. I, I think he kind of gets back. I think he gets a rushing touchdown this week, and I'm going to have quite a bit of him. Jim, like real quick, it. your screen went dark. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll keep rolling. Joe. Vinny. Uh, all right, my, oh. two, uh, top, my two top quarterbacks. Um, Tom Brady, he's my number one guy this week. The Falcons are an absolute disappointment, disgrace. Their offense is so bad that I think the Buccaneers are going to be on the field the entire time. I mean, they might they might even get 40 minutes of possession in this game. Um, Tom Brady throws touchdowns. They'll get inside the 10-yard line, and they'll throw the ball. He'll throw to his tight ends. He'll do those little pick plays. Um, and he might quarterback sneak one in. I know he's like 48 years old, but the guy will <laughs> sneak it in the end zone if he needs to. Um, five touchdowns last week, you know, against the Cowboys. The Cowboys aren't great, but the Falcons are worse. So Tom Brady is my guy at the top. Number two, I'm going with Justin Herbert. Vinny, you talked about this game. Um, Cowboys games are all going to be shootouts this year. Take the over every single time, 70-plus points every game. I mean, just dial it in. Justin Herbert looked really good last week. Um, 337 yards, 47 pass attempts. Cowboys defense is suspect. I mean, Herbert's going to go off. He just didn't get our touchdowns last week, 18 points. Um, He just didn't get the touchdowns. But the volume's there. Herbert's going to go nuts. So, those so, are my to, top guys. so real quick, just to kind of support Joey's point here um, on the optimizer, Tom Brady has the highest projected potential ceiling of any quarterback on the slate this week of 37.5 points. So the Falcons are so bad. It's insane. And their secondary is young. They're not good. Brady's going to pick them apart. Their linebackers are young too. It's going to be a train wreck. So that's a good call, Joe. That's one that I particularly wasn't really just thinking about um, just because I figured they might blow them out and it won't be too much. But, again, they're going to blow them out and Brady might throw seven touchdowns. So Yeah, I don't think Brady knows. really cares that they're up 35-0. to zero. He'll still throw a you know tight end pop to Gronk. Like, that's, that's very true. <laughs> so I have no worries about yeah, that at all. Like not, he, not taking him out. He's not a guy that's going to come out of the game. You know, he 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 just does what he wants to basically. Like Bruce Arians isn't gonna say, Hey Tom, it's time to sit down. It's like 
He might no. come out like in the last like five minutes, but when they're up thirty, but that that's about it, right? So uh, it that's doesn't a good scare call, me Joe. off at all. It's a good yeah, call, thank Joe. you. Vin, all right, Vinny, yeah. you too, Hyun. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you guys hit on a few of mine. Uh, I have Russ up there. I have Herbert up there as two of my favorites this week. Uh, I'll stick in that game. I, I like both sides of it, so I'll, I'll go Dak um, up there. Look, it's it's very clear here. McCarthy wants to throw the ball. Before Dak snapped his leg last year, I mean, he was leading the league in passing and throwing yeah. like 55 times a game. Um, this is who they are, and this is who they want to be, right? Like, they're not hiding it anymore. Um Zeke is a secondary player in that offense. I and that that's fine, you know, but I, I can't ignore Dak at 6,800. Like I think he has every bit of upside, even though the Chargers defense is pretty good. They're just gonna continue to throw. Like they're, they're not gonna it doesn't matter who they're playing, this is yeah. what they're gonna do. There's, a, I think there's the, a few teams, there's a few teams out there right now that are establishing that they're gonna throw 45 times a game, no dude, matter what. This went every t- McCarthy. I, I need to go and look at this, but McCarthy and Prescott together, their average passes like attempted per game have to be over 45. Like, I that yeah. I would put a strong bet on that without even looking. So, Dak up top for me. And, and again, if Herbert's going to shred this defense, like Dak's only more incentive to keep throwing. So, love Dak here. And then, um, Great I'll just take. keep winding it down to like price wise. This guy's probably more in the mid price, but, um, I'm going to play Jalen Hurts. Um, this pains me to say as a Niner fan, but you play with your head, not your heart. Uh, dude, he looked really good last week. And I was, we were all on him last week. He looked super sharp against, you know, a horrible defense, sure. But, you know, I don't know if anybody caught the Niner game, but they just surrendered 35 points or 30 points to the Lions, uh, most of it in garbage time. The, but, worst, the worst receiving uh, core in the league. But I, I think Philly presents a problem for the Niners that if you watch a lot of their games that they've struggled with for the last couple of years, and that's Hurts can move. They struggle yeah. with mobile quarterbacks a lot. Uh, that wide nine is like pinned to a spot and get to it. If Hurts can move the pocket and, and break some of those tackles like early on, and I mean, you have guys that are running four twos, four threes all over the field. Jason Verrett, their best corner, just went down for the Niners last week. Dude, I, I mean, I, it's just hard to ignore the Eagles here, and they're still relatively pretty cheap, like overall as a stack. So, yeah. um, those are like my two. One's high, one's mid, but kind of yeah, roundabouting like it in the mid range, Joe or Jim. Jim, let's yeah. go to your like mid low. If you have multiple guys, go for it. Uh, I'll give one mid and then one real low. Um, real low. <laughs> here, here's another. Here, I'm going back to this guy again. I played him a lot last week, and honestly, him stacked up with Jamar Chase is one of the reasons why I was able to fit a lot of guys in there um, and break even last week, even with you know about 65% of Mostert in my lineups, and that's Joe Burrow. 5,800 for a team that we just talked about. You know, They're, they're just going to throw the ball 35 to 45 times a game, and I mean, I don't know if I, – I think that everybody watched the Chicago game. I mean – Chicago's defense is is not very good, right? Look, I mean, they look they look very <laughs> uninspired. Like I have old. this theory that there no, no one wants to play because Nagy is trying to lose with Andy Dolan's starting quarterback. <laughs> Nobody uh, gives a fuck. I, I mean, look, and as of right now, you know, I, I totally think that there's a lot of merit to that. I think once Fields becomes a starter, I think that'll give that team um, mm-hmm. a pretty good shot of life. But you know, we're 100%. playing week week two right now. 
Uh, I'm going back to Burrow. Um, he's got a great, you know, he's not going to be a bust, right? He's going to have to throw. Um, for 5,800, that allows me a lot of flexibility for some other guys in there. And then my other guy going real low um, is, is I think about the lowest that I'm going to go this week is probably Sam Darnold at, uh, at 5,200. Um, we talk, I talked about him. That, that's a game I like with New Orleans and Carolina. Um, 5,200, I mean, if, if he didn't have McCaffrey, then it would be tough. But, I mean, McCaffrey got 27 points last week and didn't score a touchdown. So, you know, he, he, those easy, easy yards to McCaffrey are just something that's money in the bank for Sam. He's going to continue to build week after week uh, off, of, off of his performances. Um, so yeah, I think he's, he's my lowest guy. I'm going to go down at 5,200 this week. All right. Joe, I'm going to go straight to, I'm going to go straight to my fade. We've talked about all my guys. Oh, um, wait, hold on. If, if we're, we're going to our fade already, I, I, dude, I'm really struggling here. I've got like three more that I like in the three K and the six. This is your problem. This is your problem. Yeah. You get like 12 I mean, no, quarterbacks I, a week. And no, you no, I don't. I'm saying I, I'm stuck on them right now. Like, I have interest in Tannehill for the reasons Jim mentioned earlier. Tennessee has is going to have to throw the ball on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Like, have a little interest in Tannehill. Don't know if they can protect him, but I have interest in him. Mm-hmm. Stafford, how, how could you not after what we saw on Sunday night? Like, Indy has a good front seven. They are going to throw. We just saw what Russ did to Indy. Um, I, again, very set, like specific target shares. I think Stafford at 6,400 is very viable. And then you've got Cousins down there at 6,200. Again, Arizona is going to score the score points. Cousins is going to throw. Like yeah. I, I, I'm right now. Like I'm, I want to play some of the guys up top, but I have a feeling the 6K range is where I'm going to live on Sunday. So I just want to throw those guys out there. Joe, you can you can jump into your fades, but you know. Yeah. No, I like it. Or fade. Yeah. Who's your fade who's of the week? Your fade, Joe. My fate is Matt Ryan. And I know it seems obvious, but there's this thing about Atlanta. People with <laughs> Matt Ryan, they know he's going to score. They have this whole thing like, oh, him and Ridley are going to come back this week. Even in my head, I, I played Ridley that. last week, and even I was like, okay, Ridley, he's going to have a big week this week. Their offensive line is so bad that they couldn't even throw the ball over 15 yards because Matt Ryan didn't have time. With, with all due respect, they did hit Ridley on like five straight passes to start the game, and then they just didn't throw to him for the next yeah, 55 because, minutes. because Matt Ryan couldn't even throw the ball past his tight end, <laughs> dude. It, it was rough. That like now dead, he's going dead against... picture of him on the ground. <laughs> the dude, crime it's, the scene. it's the best. And it's going to get worse this week against the Bucks. Yeah. Y'all want to see a dead body? Him. <laughs> <laughs> like, if people have that mindset right now of the Bucks are going to put up points, Atlanta needs to throw, and they're going to put up points. Well, the Eagles just put up 32 against Atlanta last week, and Atlanta put up six. So that, that whole thought process is gone for me. Matt Ryan's out. I'm just telling everyone, if that's going through your head at all, just get rid of it. He's out. Jim, He's out. So my, my fade is going to be kind of a hot take here. Don't um, take my guy. My fade is going to be Jalen Hurts. Oh, okay. Um, I get that the Niners typically have issues with running quarterbacks. It, it's, it has not been their strong point over the last few years. I get that he looked really good last week, um, but it was against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like 
what the Niners pass rush did um, in the beginning of the game. I think that they just kind of let their foot off the gas. And I actually am kind of happy that that happened to them last week because I think it kind of shocked their system a little bit. And I think that they're just going to try and put it on Jalen Hurts. Now, the the Eagles do have a very good offensive line, right? That that's we we can't ignore that. It's very healthy, but I think as it as we move closer to the weekend, I think he's going to get you know into an ownership range where a lot of people are going to like him, and I think I he he might end up being my fade. So for right now, like if I had to pick somebody, that's my fade. All right. Yeah. <sighs> Can't believe, I'm about, can't believe I'm about to say this, but I, I'm i not saying this because I don't think he's an amazing player and get a score on Sunday. I just, I'm not paying this price. And I think there's a lot of guys that have upside that could at least like make up the difference, like point per dollar. I just don't know if I'm going to have any Kyler Murray. Uh, <laughs> I, he's, he's awesome, dude. I, I get it, but. I'm just – I think the Vikings, like, have a fairly decent defense. I mean, they sacked Joe Burrow five times last week. If they can just contain his running a little bit, um, I, I don't know. And Dalvin Cook can run the ball a little bit on these guys. Like, maybe he doesn't get the same opportunity. To Jim's point, I think Tennessee just came out and literally pissed down their leg. And, like, before they knew it, they were just getting hit in the, hit in the mouth. Like, um, they'll be a little bit more prepared. I'm just not going to pay 8200 Not this week for a quarterback. I don't, I don't feel like I need to, so – I will be fading Tyler. All right. Point taken. All right. <laughs> you crazy son of a bitch. All right. Let's move on to running backs. Let's do it. All right. Um, I'm going to lead off at the top here. I'm going to take my high tier guys just away from you right away. It's uh, McCaffrey and Kamara. So right. McCaffrey's obvious. Um, the Saints, I think, like you guys said, their offense is good. Their defense played well last week, but I mean, it could be an outlier game. And the NFL is going to put up points. McCaffrey's going to get his no matter what. Um, I just hope. Joe? Joe? Frozen? I'm still here. All right. I don't know what happened. Oh, there, there he is. Go. Okay. Oh, he's, oh, he's back. Let's roll. Hey, ho, hey, ho, here. ho. So Kamara, right. <laughs> Kamara's, my, probably my, Kamara's probably my favorite running back this year. He's getting all the touches. I know they threw the ball five touchdowns. Jameis only threw the ball 14 times. They just happen to be in fucking 30 yards out every single drive. But Kamara's their guy. He's their bell cow. He's getting the ball. He's going to get the catches, especially if there's a close game, especially in the fourth quarter. Kamara's going to get the ball a ton. Um, 8,800 for Kamara. That's too cheap for Kamara right now. So McCaffrey and Kamara at the top, I'll be playing them a lot. Um, our listeners know that most of our strategy is go high at running back as much as you can. Um, unless we find those mid-tier guys we think can outprice them. So Kamara's probably my absolute favorite. Um, but McCaffrey's a must-play in most in you know most of your lineups. All right. All right cool. Um, so I'm with you with CMC up top. I mean, there's not really a discussion. The dude falls out of bed and gets 30 points almost. So uh, as far as the other high-end guy that I liked a lot this week is uh, Mr. Give Me a Chubb. Nick Chubb <laughs> is going to go. My off. God, Nick Chubb's gonna dude, He's going to smoke the Texans. Joe, you had a call last week of him, and Jim and I both yep. were a little bit unsure of the game script and everything. I think it was just a reminder of how good this guy is. Uh, if it wasn't for Kareem Hunt, I mean, he may be up there with Kamara and and CMC and Cook uh, as far as price wise and like usage wise. 
um, freaking, you know, you always have to worry about Hunt snaking a touchdown or something. But I think there's enough piece, of, you know, enough pie to go around against Houston this week, who is probably a black swan event uh, against Houston, against Jacksonville. Like, they're not a good team. Um, if there was so, minor league football, those teams would be in minor league football. Yeah, I, I think I think they're going to blow Houston out. But I think Chubb could very easily, you know, go 120, 150 yards on Sunday, and they just won't have to really easily. throw. He can break right. off an 80-yarder any moment. That's He's that good. Yeah. Yep. Houston and Jacksonville is the equivalent to the NFL of nine-man football in high school. <laughs> I mean, it's just like that. it was perfect that they played each other last week. They um, should just play each other each week. Maybe mix in Detroit, but you know, God, and give give Urban another fake heart attack even quicker. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, so McCaffrey obviously is still too cheap for McCaffrey. He's still under ten thousand. Um, like like I mentioned, he got twenty seven points last week, and he didn't have a touchdown. Um, he also didn't hit either bonus for over a hundred rushing yards or over a hundred receiving yards. He was close with the rushing. Uh, he had 96 yards rushing, but yeah, that that's obviously another one. Um, the one for me is going to be Austin Eckler. Um, now this year without, you know, Kalen Balazs and, and all that weird shit that was going on last year. I mean, he's getting every single red zone carry. So on top of the passing stuff, like he's just getting all of the volume. So we're talking about guys, you know, 7,000 and up right now. Um, he might be my highest owned player this week. We talked mm. about how much we like that game. Um, if it's really well into my full game stacks that, you know, we will kind of talk about a little bit later. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I think that he's going to have a monster game this week. Um, I think he could maybe be the highest scoring running back of the whole slate. And if I can get that at 7,300 bucks, which, you know, I love Kamara too, and I'm going to play Kamara, but that's $1,500 less than Kamara. Yeah. Like where, where else can I get, what else can I do with that $1,500 like to improve my lineup? So uh, he, he edges out Kamara just because I think they have about the same projection this week, but he's $1,500 cheaper. So that that's where it'll go for me. Dig it. All right. Back to me. Yeah. Um, from mid tier. So that's going to be, you know, 6,900 to 5,500. All right, well, I'm going to go a little above that just to mix in. I'm not talking about him. 7K. I mean. All right, your range that's sucks. Mid, yeah, that's mid-tier to me. So, I mean. It's, <laughs> it's all right. We, we were all over mixing last week. We said he was going to get all the touches. Yes. He was going to be the man. He's that good. Don't ignore him. And he led the entire league or in DFS, running backs. He, yep. got all, he got the most points out of anybody. I'm a little scared. Tons of ownership is going to move on to him. He was probably what, like 12% owned last week in most um, leagues. Um, I'm a little bit worrisome about that, but I'm trying my best not to worry about ownership this year and then to pick my guys. So I'm not really worried about that. Chicago doesn't scare me. Like I said, they're playing very uninspired. Uh, Joe Mixon is still going to get 25 plus carries. So, dude, I, I think real, real quick in there, I think a lot of people still think of the Bears as like a defensive juggernaut and they're going to be playing Chicago and they're going to be like, oh, I'm not touching that with Khalil Mack and them there. Yes, Khalil Mack is amazing. I don't know. Roquan Smith's really good. Outside of that, I don't know who is. So I think people are going to like see that and freak out. But keep going. But I think it'll be yeah, okay. Yeah, and, and, on, and on top of that, it seems like Zach Taylor, you know, he's playing this right. He's not dropping Burrow back 60 times. He's at least establishing a run game and getting some play action and protecting his quarterback, at least trying to protect his quarterback and doing that way. So 
I believe they're going to stay with that game plan, especially since they got a win in week one. So um, I like Mixon again this week. I'll be playing him quite a bit. Cool. Jim, you want to hit so, it? So, yeah, so it's pretty easy for me this week. Um, the guy who got the absolute most usage uh, at running back last week, Najee Harris. He played 100% of the running back snaps. The two running back snaps he did not play – was the victory formation kneel down at halftime and the victory formation kneel down at the end of the game. Other than that, he played 100% of the snaps. Did not get a price bump. He's the same price as he was last week, and I have no idea why. So he's got a ceiling that rivals a lot of these guys in here that are priced higher than him. You know, like – if you were going to tell me, you know, I don't know why on earth you would play Derrick Henry over a Najee Harris for $2,000 more. Agreed. Uh, he, I mean, he, I get that, like, he didn't get into the end zone. You know, he, he's still going to – I think he's going to be fine. I think you can safely expect 18 to 20 points from him with a ceiling of probably somewhere in the 30 to 32 range. So, I mean, if we can get that from 6,300, I mean – all day long. Like that's, that's five, six X that that's fine with me. Right. The other guy from mid range that he's kind of the only guy in town. He's a little bit banged up. Um, but he did practice limited today. Um, is Chris Carson. Hmm. He's the only guy in town, Tennessee's defense, not very good. Right. Um, it just so happened last week that Russ hit, you know, two extremely long bombs to lock it, and then another long bomb to Metcalf. Um, that, that's not going to happen every single week. Like, those are really, really low percentage touchdowns that that three of them happened in a game last week. So I think there's some positive touchdown regression opportunity for Chris Carson built into the game this week. Um, and I think he has a really, really, really high boom rate where he he has the ability to just go off and he can have – you know, I don't know if he's going to have like a massive yard game, but he could certainly have one of those games where he has like 17 carries for 84 yards and three three rushing well, touchdowns, right? Well, look at this. I mean, he rushed for six, 16 carries, 91 yards, three catches, 26 yards in this past uh, week yeah. against a really hard matchup against the Colts. Yeah. It's almost as tough as it gets. Now he gets to go against Tennessee, which are completely shit. So I think your projection is way too low, Jim. I think yeah. he gets 20 carries for like 120, 125, and maybe sneaks a touchdown or two, or two in. Yeah. So I, I love the Carson play. Yeah. So those are my two mid-range guys. Vinny, where are you going in that yeah. 5,500 to 7,000 range? Yeah, I, I mean, you guys named a lot of the guys that I'm on as well. Najee, I love. Mixon, I love. The only other guy that I'd say that I probably have my eye on in this range is uh, is David Montgomery. It, he looked really, really good. Uh, Annie Dalton is absolute trash. Uh, <laughs> he could get pulled at any second, which, you know, changes that game. But you obviously can't project that as of yeah, now, no. now it sits. Like, David Montgomery looks like a pretty good play. The Bengals aren't very good, obviously, against the run. Um, it's kind of all they have, right? My yeah. only fear with David Montgomery is, uh, you know, his ownership. Uh, I, I'm not going to play him if he's super chalky. You know, if he's going to be 20% over, and people watch the primetime game, see him at 6,100, maybe that's like who they plug in as RB2 or 3. But 
If he's like moderate to like low, I'll have David Montgomery for sure. I I don't think that he is going to be very highly on this week. I hope um, not. I think so, I, think I think that game. Everyone, I think a lot of people are fading that game. To be honest, yeah, I think a lot of people are fading that game, and I think a lot of people are going to play a lot of Melvin Gordon this week. They saw him <laughs> with that big run at the end of the week last week. They're playing Jacksonville, right? So I think that he's going to suck up quite a bit of that. And I think a lot of people are going to play Zeke this week, which I think Zeke is a fine play, but for a hundred dollars less, I would much rather play Montgomery or Carson. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know that ownership is going to be an issue with Montgomery. Um, And then also kind of like Joe said, I think, I think we have to understand that, you know, I think we play a lot of single entry and three maxes and Ownership just really you just gotta play your guys, right? Yeah. There there's ways to get weird and there's ways, but we're not playing the millie maker. We're not playing these big 150 max tournaments where ownership right. really does matter, right? And these guys can get really weirdly owned. But like if that's your guy and that's the guy who you want to play, I mean, I think you just play him. I, yeah. I don't think any of these running backs are gonna be over 20% owned this week. And, you know, 25 to like 30% owned is really the threshold where I start to ask some questions to myself about like, hey, do I really want to play this guy at like this price? Or is there somebody else that I can get some leverage on yeah. in three max, right? So I think you'll be good, man. Um, well, since, yeah. since you... I, since you- he, yeah. He's not a core guy for me. He's just somebody I like down there. Like, he, you know, is a vi- very viable option and probably will be in the player pool. And no, the and only I, other guy... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I agree that David Montgomery, I think he's a good runner. And I think the one thing Nagy yes. can do is actually dial up some good run plays every once in a while. Yeah. They don't mm-hmm. have a good offensive line, and they still seem to bust loose on run plays. So for if sure. Nagy has one thing he does well, he dials up some run plays. And I think Montgomery's a pretty solid player. So um, I yeah. do like him. And the only other guy that I really have, uh, he stretches uh, your little – uh, limit there 5,500 and above, but I like Damian Harris a lot at 5,400. Uh, look, the Jets are not good. Um, I know he's not CMC, but McCaffrey just ran all over these guys last week. I don't think the Patriots are a team that's going to want to go out there and fire it, you know, 50 times with Mac Jones. Like, I think Damian Harris will get 15 to 25 carries somewhere in there. And I think he could easily hit that hundred yard mark. Not against worried, the Jets. You're not worried about Belichick and the fumbling thing. No, because as I heard earlier today is a good reminder is his backup had two carries and fumbled as well. So <laughs> you can't really replace him. I agree with you. I very, I absolutely would have like fell into that narrative, but um, that's, you know, I'm not like, terribly afraid of him but 5400 again he is the starter there he's going to get the bulk of the carries like against a horrible jets defense like i have a little interest well if, uh, since, I, since since you dipped under there is there anybody else you like yeah. there or joe you want to you want to take it over yeah one guy we got oh, chase, Ed, chase edmonds at 4900 how did he not go up in price um As is the, this is the other guy that i was talking about and i know well, he only got no four carries but he got four catches, and all of his catch, he went for 43 yards in the air. He went over 100 yards total. He didn't get in the end zone, but he still got 15 points last week. And again, he's 4,900. He got That's three X last week without a touchdown. Yes. And that that offense, the volume's going to be there. They're going to get their points. And Chase Edmonds is all part of that electric fire they got. You don't even know who's getting the ball. It's just mayhem all the time. So 4,900 is too cheap. He's going to be a 6K running back in a week or two. So I'm jumping all over that. Yeah. 
Jim, go ahead and uh, wrap it up. And then if there's anyone, you, if I have one guy, if you, if you don't hit him, I'll talk to him or talk about him. So I think this is a Naheem Hines week against the Rams. Oh. Uh, we talked about the Rams, you know, Naeem Hines is kind of the same mold as Chase Edmonds, right? He plays the passing downs. He's going to get a lot of catches. Um, the Rams linebackers aren't particularly good. Um, so the middle of the field is, is somewhere, I think, where the Rams can be exploited. Uh, we saw Cole Komet do it last week um, in that kind of the mid-range, but I think that they really – they actively game plan to get Hines the ball. Um, he's a player that they like. And, I mean, for a guy this far down, he could easily have 20 points. Uh, all he has to do is fall into the end zone on one of these plays, and, and he's good. And then the other guy that I like, we talked about his counterpart, but at 4,400, Javante Williams against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a true 50-50 split with Melvin Gordon right now, right? But at 4,400, to Joe's point, we need 12 to 13 points from this guy. We don't need, you know, 30, 40 points that we're looking for out of McCaffrey, hopefully, to help us win a GPP. At 4,400, if we're going to get 12 to 14 carries, you know, Fangio loves to run the ball, and they're playing Jacksonville. So, like, and at the end of the game, if they're beating the shit out of Jacksonville, who are they going to give the workload to? They're going to give it to the young kid. They're not going to give it to Melvin Gordon, who has perennial injury problems already. I think it's going to be a really, really low-owned play um, that basically nobody's going to have, and I'm going to have a fair amount of exposure to it. Bang. Love it. All right, boys, let's move on to receivers. Right. All right, Jim, I'll let you lead this one off. Um, you can go up high, down to the mid. I don't know. Let's take it down to around the uh, 6,500 range. Anyone up okay. 6,500? So, yeah, so – Stefan Diggs is somebody I'm going back to this week to pair him with Josh Allen. We kind of talked about it already. Um, he didn't really do a whole lot last week, uh, but he has the he's tied for the first um, in highest projections that he can hit ceiling for this week at about 33 or 34 points. Um, he's a guy that I don't really care what the defense is. He's a good enough athlete. It's going to be nice and warm down in Miami. It's a really fast track down there. I think they're going to get him going, and I think it's going to be a pretty productive week for him. Um, and then Vinny's point, we, there's some other obvious plays. I think a less obvious play is A.J. Brown. Um, again, they're going to have to throw. He's one of those guys that he just has the opportunity to go absolutely nuclear. And Julio's right? in the doghouse. Yeah, apparently. And, and look – Julio doesn't like the, like he's he's one of those guys where if he start if that starts happening I think he's a guy that'll just kind of shut down. Um, AJ Brown, you know he he's got a good chemistry with Tannehill. Um, it's definitely a boomer bust play. I mean I don't think he's got a very high floor. I mean we saw it last week, right? Eight eight or nine points, but um, you know we're trying to win a GPP. So him and Diggs are my two guys that I'm that I'm going for up above sixty five hundred. All right, Vin, above 65. I dig it. Um, I will go probably my top guy, the highest one I'm going to go is DK Metcalf. Uh, it's 7,600, um, but it's a crapshoot, right? Flip of a coin, or you have to play them both uh, with the Seahawks and who's going to go off. Lockett was last week. You know, I don't remember in history when Lockett goes bananas I mean, two weeks in a row. He's Lockett usually only, Lockett only had four catches. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I mean. So low, yeah, low he, percentage. DK is the guy there. You know, he's the mismatch nightmare. Like we talked about the Titans corners, like who the hell is going to cover this guy? So I'm all over DK if I'm going up this week. Um, I also do love Keenan Allen at 7K. Um, he's yeah. one of my top plays. Um, I mean, we talked about it. Obviously, you have a few of the high-end running backs, but if I can get the more mid like tier running back, I will try to get those two guys in as many lineups as I can this week. Yeah, and Keenan Allen, I mean, he had nine catches last week, and that's the floor. Yeah. Like that dude, that dude can get you a 17, 18 catch game, and you wouldn't even be really surprised. Well, uh, look, Jared, Jared Cook's there, sure, but like it, and you have Eckler that's going to take a few, but that's maybe like eight targets combined, 10 targets combined, the two of them. Like you've got about 30, 35 passes that are going to go to like him and Mike Williams for the yeah, most part. And Keenan like, Allen, dude, in every crucial situation, he runs some of the nastiest routes in the NFL. And any yeah. short yardage situation, he's getting the ball. Yeah, he just gets open. So Keenan Allen's going to get the volume. I love that play then. Yeah. Um, so that's right. I, I mean, I have a few other guys I like up there, but those are my two favorites above 6,500. Okay. Um, my favorite above 6,500 is Adam Thielen. I, he got 30 points last week. Adam Thielen's a beast. We all love Adam Thielen. Um, great matchup. I think that game's going to go high scoring, just like I talked about in the beginning. Kirk Cousins is going to throw the ball, and he's going to give the ball to his receivers. Unlike some other quarterbacks I know, he actually throws to his X and Zs. So I think Thielen's <laughs> going to have a big week. Um, hey, now. So, yeah, that's my guy above 6,500. Um, and the other guy is Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin at 6,600. Um, again, that Tampa Bay game, Tom Brady. Chris Godwin's in a contract here. I've been all over it since before the season started. Chris Godwin's legit, um, and he's going to go off all year. So I'm all over that as well. Jim, let's move below 6,500, but let's try to stay above the 5K range. Okay. Um, so – you know, I, I pretty much anybody in this Cowboys game is, is going to be attractive, but everyone's going to like those those players. Um, I'm going to go back to Deontay Johnson. Um, we just saw the Raiders get absolutely torched all over the field by Lamar, who just can't really throw. Yeah. Um, Marquise Brown in particular, he was running a lot of the crossing routes, a lot of the mid to intermediate stuff. I mean, that's Deontay Johnson's sweet spot right there, right? The Raiders ben linebacker Le- situation is just – it's a mess. And uh, they don't really know what they're doing as of yet. The new D coordinator and, uh, yeah, they're running around with their heads cut off. They, they've got – they've got – they signed Perriman, which, you know, he's been in the league. No, they, they played decent. They, they played decent, but they're not up to par yet. You're right. No. And Deontay Johnson will definitely have his this week. Yeah. So he he's a guy that I like. And then I like Allen Robinson. I mean, <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's not it's not like the sexiest play in the world, but look, we're, we're looking for volume. Yeah. Right. If Andy Dalton is going to be the one in there, this is the same Andy Dalton that through in a year gave AJ Green 170 targets, 170 <laughs> targets one year. I mean, he he just he has his guys. He latches on to those guys, similar to how Carr does with Waller. Right. It's just somebody he starts to feel comfortable with and forms a connection. Allen Robinson's their guy, intermediate, short, whatever it might be. Um, he, he's, he's who they're going to feed the ball to. So those, those are the two guys in that range that I, that I really like. There's some other guys down further, um, but Vinny, I'll let you go and see if you got anything above 5,500 that you like as well. 
Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the Cowboys receivers. Obviously, Lamb sitting there at 6,400 is yeah. just jumping off the page at me. Um, I like Cooper Cup at 6K. Oh, uh, bitch. <laughs> we literally to i could just continue that conversation guys that just latch on to someone and they just absolutely love like i don't know like stafford obviously just gravitated right to this how could you not i mean he's dude, always open so good dude, dude so, 10, so good. 10 targets right out of the gate he's facing a lesser defense or you know defensive backfield i think uh, he he's gonna get eight to ten targets guaranteed. So yeah. I, at six K, it's like okay, I'll just I'll take that, you know. So might be one of my favorite plays of the day, honestly. At six K, I love that. Um, I think the one matching that one's got the same price. Antonio Brown. I mean, Antonio Brown looks so good on Thursday yeah. night. I mean, he looked right back into form. And I mean, I hate the guy's a Raider fan, but. Like you said earlier, Vin, you got to play with your head, not your heart. So Antonio Brown is legit. He won't make some money in my showdown on Thursday. So I'll be riding a lot of Antonio Brown at 6K. That Tampa Bay game, they're about to light up the Falcons. Yes. Yep. I don't disagree. All right. Jim, All right. Or sub 5,500. Yeah, sub 55. And this will be our kind of last category of the receivers. Bottom of so, the barrel. So sub 55, there's a ton of guys like right there that I love. Um, and I'm just going to play a smattering of these guys. I mean, I'm definitely going to be playing Jamar Chase um, with Burrow. Um, I think Corey Davis is going to have a nice game against New England. He, he seems to be the target there. Devontae Smith, I think, against the Niners can, can do quite a bit of damage. We talked about that a little bit. Um, but if, if, we're, if we're going all the way down, there's a guy that's mispriced. It's Cedric Wilson at 3,100. Whoa. So I know that we like the other Cowboys wide receivers, right? But Gallup is on IR. He's done. Cedric Wilson is the legitimate third receiver that plays, Mm -hmm. right? He's got a ceiling of like 17 to 20 points. Yeah, he (laughs) he was getting snaps even before Gallup got hurt. And then once Gallup went out, he had five targets last week, three catches, you know, He's a guy at thir- there's some other na- there's some other names down here at like 3000 3100 that are very scary. Um he he's just the pricing came out after the Gallup news of him going on IR. So the, the algorithm didn't catch it, right? So he's got a he's going to have a big game this week. Um wh- what I'm going to do, I sent you guys the lineup already. Um I'm going to triple stack <laughs> the Cowboys receivers and do a full game stack. So it'll be Dak with CD lamb, Cedric Wilson um, and Amari Cooper, and then running it back with Eckler and then Keenan Allen on the other side. Um, They, they all can still produce because they're all at different levels and it'll, I think it can all work and it's a way in, in one of my larger three maxes that I can get kind of weird and just get all over that game. But I think Cedric Wilson, like if you just need a guy to make make it work somewhere else, I think he's a great guy down there at 3,100. All right. I like that. Um, I'm just going to mention one guy. It's uh, Jalen Rieger. Yeah, that's um, a good one. We were really on Rieger last year, yep. right? And just the Eagles offense was just bleh. But the Eagles offense is very exciting. Devontae Smith on the other side, they're going to have to account for him. Rieger showed out last week. I know it was later in the game. He really started showing out in the second half. But, I mean, we all know the speed that guy has and the big playability he has. 4,100 is too cheap. He's going to get his targets. And the Niners' secondary 
is not great. And Verrett just got hurt. Um, they're banged up. So um, I think Rieger has some good upside this week. I like that one, Joe. Vin, you got any yep. guys down there? Yeah, Jim, you mentioned I, I, the Burrow call I really like. I think one guy to keep an eye on, he had kind of a quiet week last week, was Tyler Boyd, uh, 4,700. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be kind of a, you know, um, revolving door there of who's going to get, you know, go off. It might be two of the three, but 4,700, he dropped in price, and I think he's a really good player in the slot there for Cincy. So he's interesting there. Um, and then the two guys that I'm going to be using quite a bit as my salary savers this week is – KJ Hamler at 3,800. Um, oh, I think Jim jumped jumped off there. Uh, KJ Hamler at 3,800 and Hunter Renfro at so, 3,600. So KJ Hamler, I, I like KJ Hamler a lot. Yeah. Last week, were you watching when he dropped the touchdown pass? I did. And it, it was, was one of those ones where you just go, I don't know if I'm ever going to play this guy. No, I know. I get it. Good. Hamler is going to start with Judy out. He's 3,800. He's going to be in the slot. He's a burner. But I have more interest in 3,600 Hunter Renfro. Uh, I think, again, Pittsburgh's defense is really good. Um, but I think Carr is going to be under a lot of pressure on yes. Sunday. And that leads me to believe, yes, Waller may get another 20 targets or whatever he got. Uh, but Renfro got like 10, 11 targets. He is the safety outlet. So No, um, he's got sure hands. He's not going to drop the ball. It's, Dude, so yeah, I'll take you know in, in a PPR format like Hunter Redfro at thirty six hundred is just like, you know, I mean he's just for me a layup down there. So I'll have him in there to save some cap at the bottom. But that's really it. Good call. All right, let's move on to tight ends. Well, um, before oh, we move on, there's one guy who's coming back this week that I think a lot of people. Oh, don't say it. Dude. It's don't I think Vinny, Vinny loves this guy, and it's and he just went into the dark. Uh, Will for Will Fuller's back, so he's a big boomer bust touchdown guy. I I just don't know if Tua can throw the ball that far. Um, <laughs> that's maybe a problem. I don't know how much interest I'm going to have, but he will be virtually unowned if you are somebody playing in one of those bigger tournaments. If you're going to take some shots into the Millie Maker, this is a great guy to do it with because he has legitimate like 24 to 25 point upside if he goes off and no one's going to know about him because he was suspended for week one. And on our Twitter account, if you want to feel the double pain, I did post a poll asking what quarter Will Fuller is going to get hurt in. So uh, feel free to comment on there <laughs> if you would like. Uh, but. Yeah, there's like two laws of DFS. If you play Raheem Mostert or Will yeah. Fuller, just expect the unexpected or expect the expected. Yeah, exactly. All right, boys, let's move on to uh, tight ends here. Um there's not that many picks this week, so I propose we each pick our favorite one, and then we'll go into some honorable mentions. Okay. That's fine. Vinny, let's, uh, you pick your favorite tight end, any price range. Yeah, I'm picking two. Suck it. Uh, Noah Fant right. at 4,200. Yeah, that was my favorite. Uh, I love Noah Fant. I, I think he's a beast to begin with, but with Judy out, that's just more balls probably going his way. Um, and then Tyler Higby at 4,100. Oh, I mean, I, I know – I know I had to steal your oh, guys, mine. but like, <laughs> dude, they're just two, two of the more obvious plays down okay, there. They're just so solid. Like, if they see anywhere the near like snap count, you got to worry about Albert O a little bit in Denver. But outside of that, like those two guys for me are going to be in most of my lineups. Okay, so Vinny goes low. Vinny goes low. I go high. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this is an absolute 
nuclear smash week for George Kittle. Um, mm. Philadelphia's DBs and linebackers are terrible. Um, he's when Jimmy plays, Jimmy feeds George the ball. Um, I, I think that Kittle has two touchdowns this week. Um, I'm basically playing two tight ends this week. I'm playing Kittle and I'm playing Higby, and I can't really find myself getting too many other places. Maybe Johnu at 45. But yeah, I have him there too. It's, it, it's Kittle for me. Joe, who's your guy? Um, it was Noah Fant. No um, I think with what's happening over there, Teddy Bridgewater is Derek Carr. They're the same player, if you really Basically, look at it. yes. And they're figuring out the formula. Yeah, just throw your, your big, gigantic, mismatched tight end every single play. He got eight okay. targets last week. It's only going to grow from there. I know Fant's not as fast as Waller, but he's still a mismatch. He's going to get his targets, and he's going to get his touchdowns. Um, but the other guy I'm looking at at 3,300, Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Six targets, six catches against a great Bucks defense in this high-scoring shootout. He's going to get his targets, and who knows? He might even get a goal-line play-action touchdown from Dak. Dalton Schultz, 3,300. He's my uh, my low-owned tight end this week, so I can fit in some of my high-priced gems. I like it. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any need to go into defenses, right? No. I mean, uh, my, play what my you got, tide, but my, my oh, sorry, Jim. Jim. Honorable mention. I'm going back to Fryermuth. Come on, dude. <laughs> He's playing the Raiders. The Raiders can't. Did he even have a target last week? Yeah, he yes. had like one catch for like 25 yards. <laughs> oh, that's right. I saw that one like Twitter you guys got thing. all hyped on it on I the, on the you and, and Jim was like, yeah, oh my God, he, he like square. And you're like, no, dude, he just had a catch. <laughs> one catch. <laughs> hey, he hit val- hey, he hit value. Yeah, he did hit value. Sure. <laughs> um, he hit value. What, uh, what, why don't, what, what is, okay, let's, let's, we'll wrap it up. But what is one like wild stack that you're considering? Not wild, like, you know, everyone's viable in a GPP, but like who will you have like one stack of as a shot in the dark on Sunday? Mac Jones, Jacoby Myers, and, um, and uh, John Smith. Mine's Denver. Bridgewater. Fant, Cortland Sutton, or Tim Patrick. I would, go pa- I, would go, I would go Patrick over Sutton if I was you. I, I like Sutton's talent level better, but it seems Ooh, Patrick. All know, right. They had a connection last week. Patrick was getting the ball a lot. He was getting a lot of targets. So. Yeah. Vinny, did you hear mine? You kind of were cutting out there. No, I cut out a little bit. I, I caught Mac Jones, so I figured it was a Patriots stack, obviously. But Mac Jones, Jacoby Myers, and John Smith was mine. And he's frozen again. <laughs> so it happens when your wife kicks you out to the garage. For your I, got you, I got you there. <laughs> I got you there. All right. Well, who's, who's your Cut me some slacker, huh? Who's your Joe? Joe, Joey, who'd you go with? Who did I go with? I'm already forgetting. Oh, Broncos, Bridgewater. Yes. Bridgewater oh, man. or uh, Patrick. Yeah. You kind of stole mine there. Um Shit. Yeah, I like Denver a lot as like a sneaky, like Teddy Two Gloves, just shredding Urban Meyer. But if I have to give one outside of those two, uh, I might have a little little Baker, Jarvis, and Chubb action that's, that's and just smash Houston and put them back that's in good place. Like, so uh, Baker like seems to be one. the guy that like loves the layup matchups and just crushes oh, yeah. against bad teams. So he'll throw sure. five touchdowns on Sunday, I think. But, um, 
Yeah, I, I thought that was just kind of a. I, there was a, some some names on my brain that I had to get off. So yeah, <laughs> you, could, you you could run that back with uh, Brandon Cooks too, and have a nice little uh, nice little game stack there. Yeah, I said I wouldn't play a Houston player all year, so I'm gonna I'm gonna continue that, but we'll see how I'll, long it goes. I, I I might play Brandon Cooks every single week <laughs> as long as he stays under six thousand dollars because he's literally the only person That's that amazing. can can stretch the field. Um, Tyrell I mean, Taylor will throw it downfield. What does he have to lose? Yeah, yeah. yeah nothing. The guy's a loser already. Yep. I love it. He got stabbed <laughs> cool. in the arm last year and he couldn't play. So the guy just fucking hucking and chucking at every play. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's all I got. All right, guys. All right, guys. That was Red Zone DFS podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at all of our handles. Follow us at dfsredzone.com. Join our website. All the content is free. See our articles for college football as well. Um, we're going to kill it this season, guys. Just like last year, just like last week, we're going to keep this ball rolling. All right, guys. Love it. Peace. Later. Later.